You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. general we are all honest people we aren't pathological liars who exist in a delusional reality of our own making most people and i'd like to think myself and my friends here among them please don't speak for me tc (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh well uh, i said i would like to think but uh, (laughs) but yeah like we offer up white lies harmless little fibs that we use to both get through our days right we lie to ourselves but also to help those around us that we care about get through theirs It's not malicious. We're not lying to people's faces to hurt them. But sometimes the truth does hurt, and it's easier to just be nice, right? It is, but not always beneficial to the person being nice to sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) When you love someone, you don't want to break their heart, even if it's as simple as not liking their haircut. But what happens when even the most innocent of white lies comes out? That's exactly what You Hurt My Feelings asks us. Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays Beth a novelist struggling to write her second book after a bit of success she had with her first one. Her husband, Don, played by Tobias Menzies, is a psychologist who is starting to feel like he's lost his groove. He's a little bit older now, and he just doesn't feel like he's as sharp as he used to be. Their longstanding marriage is suddenly upended when Beth accidentally overhears Don give his honest negative thoughts and feelings to her latest book. Beth feels betrayed, Don doesn't know what he did wrong, and I think the hardest thing for some people to comprehend is that oftentimes the truth really does hurt, and maybe it's best we don't hear it. But what you are going to hear now is the honest thoughts of this movie. I am TCD with the Screener Squad, and I'm joined by my friends, Kim. Hey guys, promise not to hurt your feelings. And Frank. Hello, I promise nothing. <laughs> Thank you too for joining me. I am very curious to hear your thoughts on this. You two had the benefit of seeing this together. I'm out here in Los Angeles and sadly had to see it alone. But oh. what did you two think about this movie? Well, we laughed at the same time, which is pretty cool. Good um, <laughs> yes, I I really appreciated what this movie was trying to do because I'm somebody who um, is honest to a fault. If you're looking for someone to say what they what you want to hear, something specific don't come to me because i'm just i i, I can't not be honest and i think that, that, that that's, that's also a film critic thing the thing about critics is they say that we hate everything and the truth is mm-hmm. no we just can't lie our, yeah, our responses yeah. are just are, are too genuine to ever be manufactured so i appreciated diving into this subject the, the way the movie dove into the subject to be mm-hmm. honest kim so um i think it's hilarious that frank said it's the film critic in him that's honest to a fault because i think it's a people of color thing (laughs) in my family (laughs) no one lied to me ever even if it was i i didn't never had a feeling spared growing up in my family if i look bad in something they would tell me if i cook something it didn't taste good they would tell me (laughs) like so for this movie 
I was like, oh, is this what growing up in a white family is like? They're just, <laughs> you, you, you know, do little lies and you lie to each other. For the record, Kim, that's also the way it works in, in a Hispanic wasp household. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> so uh, speaking on behalf of my people, uh, yeah, I am an oversensitive baby. Like, my, there's a lot of, like, I'm Midwestern on top of that, and I'm Irish Catholic. So there's a lot of not sharing feelings or saying what you really think oh, until it's, you know, yeah. an explosive fight. Can't forget the so, Catholic angle. Can't forget the Catholic. Yeah, I, yes. I never want to hurt people's feelings. So it's a lot of like, well, um, well, you know, you look like you're having a good time. I, yeah, that's I, the thing. I can be a little too sensitive to pe- myself and people. You know how to dance around. I do think I do dance pretty well, yeah. And outside of all of these really great points, which a lot of them I feel like are probably best shared with a therapist. <laughs> Speaking of therapists, actually, there is one in this film. Well, not that therapist, Kim. No, no, no. So uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus's husband in the film is a therapist. If you, for some reason, want to see the most cringiest therapy scenes known to man, <sighs> this is the movie for you. He is the worst therapist. Oh, He's my God. every therapist I've never had because mine have all been amazing. This guy doesn't know how to talk to people. He can't empathize. He doesn't take notes, so he forgets. They've all been um, amazing, though, Kim. How many How many of you have to have? They're all amazing. Don't you just, like, pick one and stick with it? <laughs> I like to switch them out every now and again just to keep it fresh, you know? It's, it's like a new car <laughs> or something. I mean, Kim comes from a family that tells her the truth at all times, so I doubt she needed too much therapy. <laughs> I... But I really love the scenes of this, of the, the therapy scenes I thought were really, really just so much fun because I love watching a therapist who himself needs a therapist. Yes, yes. I always love that. He's stuck in this own little cycle of not being able to get help either not being able to get help or not knowing he needs help, and at the same time, trying to help other people. I love that. I just thought that was so hilarious, and that's just, like, that's one of the many things this movie does right, in my opinion. His human flaws in his therapy practice is reflected in his relationship with his wife. Mm -hmm. Because he can't get to the truth, even if he has to walk his way tiptoeing to the truth, because he doesn't get to it and just tells people what they want to hear or tells his wife what she wants to hear— that's detrimental in the long run. Yeah. Because something I really appreciate about this movie is Don and Beth love each other. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind that this couple just genuinely, truly loves each other. They they share everything. They share ice cream cones. Their son calls them out and says, you two love each other more than you love me. No, 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 we do. no, they do. They do. And it's actually a very beautiful relationship. They are like, they're like, like, like two, like teenagers. They've kept that spark alive. They figured it out marriage wise. And isn't that a great turnaround? How so many other examples, it's the relationship that have come to an impasse and the professional mm-hmm. lives are just what they're just like, you know, in the peripheral. But here it's, it's the opposite. They've come to an impasse with who they are professionally. And mm-hmm. I guess like that sort of speaks to the dangers of how much you depend on that to define you. Yeah. And depend on your partner to tell you the truth. Exactly. That reinforcement. Yeah. yeah. And so we have the two main couples and then we have Beth's sister mm-hmm. and her husband oh, who are the going great to be Michaela the same... Watkins, the great Michaela yes. Watkins. Oh, we love they her. They play really good sisters, by the way. Perfect yes. casting. The whole, yes. the casting oh, of the, yes. of the, um, Sisters and the mom, really, really great casting. Oh, we, we can just give uh, a shout out to the great Jeannie Berlin. The great Jeannie Berlin. Yes. Oh, we love Hilarious. her. That lunch scene between the three of them <laughs> is so real. Right? That potato salad scene will live in my mind rent-free. Yes! 
for a long time. Yes, yes, yes. Just, anyway, just go, put go. it in the tinfoil. Give me a container. Shut up, Mom. No, you know what? You don't get any potato salad. It's so real. So yeah. just so much loving frustration. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Kim, go ahead. Finish your thoughts. Sorry. Yeah, so Michaela Watkins and Oh, husband. yeah. So I, I really appreciate the other couples in this just to see the different dynamics. In, in um, Beth and Don, the main couple's relationship, they're both pretty mature even though I think Don is pretty emotionally stunted as a person, mm-hmm. which is crazy that he's a therapist. Literally every scene I saw of him, I was like, is he okay? Does he, <laughs> he seems like he was on the verge of a psychotic break. Well, do you know what he probably is, but he's not really, he's probably not seeing it mm-hmm. to be honest. And but he knows something is wrong with him. He knows that he is at this point, that a turning point of something that needs to change, but he's just not dealing with it the way he needs to. That goes to the white lies we tell ourselves. Yeah. Because he's he's not the greatest therapist, and he even admits it. He's like, I'm slowing down, I'm forgetting things. And and if he turns and looks inward, which this whole kerfuffle is going to cause him to do, is uh, is look into himself and make the changes necessary to grow as a person. It's, it's honestly this very sweet and realistic midlife crisis. He's yeah. not <laughs> going crazy. He's not just flipping out and changing his whole life. It's upended in a very tiny way here and there. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask TC a question because I was thinking about this, especially in relation to you, because, you know, you write scripts. I write yes. pieces for the blog, blog I contribute to, you know, reviews. I don't know about you, but I personally, I don't want anybody I know to read what I what I write. <laughs> and I know it's a different because, you know, you know, film criticism is very self-indulgent and you write stuff mm-hmm. for the very specific purpose of getting out into the world and as many people seeing it as possible. I guess it's specific just to me, but if I were Julie Louis-Dreyfus, I'd be like, well, I, I don't see the problem here. I really related to her in this as yeah. well, as much as I related to Don and sort of like his sensitivity and sort of like breaking his own self. Yeah. I could really relate to Julie Louis-Dreyfus in this as a creative, as I, I have that fear sometimes of like, did I already write my best piece and I'll never write another good one? And when mm-hmm. it comes to asking for people's opinion, I am careful about it because I want to ask people I trust creatively and I respect and yes. people who I don't trust creatively and respect when they offer up their opinion mentally and actually you know, behind closed doors I'm like shut up what do you know I'm going to do the exact opposite of what you said and you see, don't know I, what you're I, talking about shut up and I'm afraid that would be me so maybe I just don't want to send anything out to, <laughs> to for anybody to like read in fact when someone tells me oh I heard I read I read that review that you put that you posted last week, and all of a sudden they're in my head. And next time I write something, I'm thinking of them. It's like I'm writing yeah, for them, yeah. and that's just oh, like no. horrible. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's why this is so relatable is because it comes down to who do you tell the truth to, and who do you want to tell the truth to you? Yeah. And and Kim, you mentioned the sister relationship in this, and that's one of the best parts of this movie is seeing Michaela Watkins and Julia Louis Dreyfus interact. They. They, they have the same mannerisms and the same speech, and they and they cut to each other's truth, and they're never hurting each other's feelings. No. Uh, from a female perspective, how did you feel that captured that dynamic? I thought that was a really good sister dynamic, definitely. I have a younger sister um, who's 14 years younger, so they also had that extra factor of being kind of an age gap sibling. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that the younger sister was oftentimes comforting her older sister. I really enjoyed that, and then... Speaking of highlights of the film, I mean, the patients that came to the therapy office, <laughs> there were a couple, um, David Cross and Amber Tamlin, 
who I, Mm -hmm. when I first saw the film, I just wanted to say, I thought Amber was way too young to be cast as his wife. And then when I looked, I saw that they'd actually were married in real life. And I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. Okay. (laughs) There is a 20 year gap between them. So I wasn't like out of pocket too much of that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. When I saw it, I was like, oh, good for them. I I had no idea. And then they also had a Zach Cherry, who you probably know from, I think he was in uh, Shaolin as like the guy on the bus. Uh, recording the fight Shang-Chi. but they were the three patients the couple they are just like the most dysfunctional couple ever and i thought it was really good to see a couple that was so dysfunctional they weren't necessarily the fold to the other couples in the film but it was just interesting that they highlighted a really bad couple versus mm-hmm. the two other couples we saw in the film which were really supportive to each other Right. Wasn't it hilarious, though, seeing them, like, when they present final figures, how long they've been going to him and how much it costs and everything, how much they deserve to get refunded for their therapy? <laughs> Could you, I, just, I don't know, I just pictured them at the kitchen table bonding, like, putting all their shit aside and bonding and, like, figuring all the math out and, like, you know, becoming, like, this united team against this really bad therapist. Oh, yeah. They were definitely giving, like, Karen, Kevin energy to me, <laughs> especially at the end. I loved it that they were just so, like, and every single time you've seen them, they're at each other's throats. But you can see mm-hmm. them, like, all right, you know what? Let's pull together because that's the enemy. That guy. We both hate I, this guy. I just thought that was hilarious. Like, they came together for yeah. to, to go against him. I just thought that was that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Yeah. yeah, in a way, the therapist really did save their relationship. They, they had yeah. a common right. enemy. So that worked out. We agree. We both if, did. If that were me, that'd be a win I would take, honestly. There's so few victories in life today. And then, Kim, you were mentioning the other patients as well. Yes. Jim, played by Zach Cherry, was another uh, treat of the film, I would say, just because he was very vocal about how bad of a therapist Don was. Every time he would end a meeting in a really passive-aggressive way, he would be like, you know, jackass or fucking useless and and just out of earshot but within earshot enough where don is like wait what did you say and that was kind of the the first moment where don realized that wait am i not good at my job yeah he's like oh so someone else has said it so it's not just me being insecure i really actually am not you know i've lost something maybe i never had it those are really great moments those are really wake up moments for the character i really i really like them Mm -hmm. they were funny as well so you know win-win (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's those soft moments of truth. Julie Louis-Dreyfus has them all throughout. She's she's more the POV character than Don. They share the movie pretty closely as mm-hmm. a couple and on screen. But she has the thrust of this film. She's the main focus of the, the first lie that's overheard and that sort of unravels their life around them. She's so good. Julie Louis-Dreyfus I has know. this natural quality to her performance that I always just believe she never yeah. feels like she's acting. She just feels like a real full-fledged human being. It's just yeah. so good. Yeah, she's really a treasure. She's so charismatic, and you empathize with her so easily, while at the same time, she's so good at balancing her comedy. And I've seen her mm-hmm. in shows like Veep and Seinfeld, where she was kind of over the top. But in this film, it's really subtle. Even just like her facial expression sometimes will crack yeah, you up. Yeah. I think that the you know the reason she's so good at comedy is because she really understands humanity. Yes, she really yeah. gets to the heart of what makes her characters tick. I, I wish she was more of a of an on screen presence than than she is. Even think of something like um, Downhill, which nobody liked, and nobody you know yes. which nobody liked primarily because it was a remake. She's fantastic in it, 
and I mean, like enough said. And, you know, she's an underrated actress. She will always be for as much success as she's always had. She's always gonna be underrated. And it's that touch of humanity that this whole movie brings. It never mm-hmm. feels ridiculous. It never feels over to the top. Nicole Holofetch. I'm gonna say this name wrong. Nicole, whose last name I'm about to pronounce incorrectly, Holofechner, brought a real touch of of just heart and humanity to this and it never goes over the top like no. it's a really excellent film it's it's acted superbly it's written very honestly no pun intended there's a simplicity <laughs> in it that reminds me of woody allen films it's a slice of life feel to it where the best moments in the movie are the ones that are going to leave you going oh my god i can totally relate to this yes. in all the worst yeah. and best ways <laughs> It's almost like I gotta, I gotta leave the room. This is too real for me. It's it, but it's never, <laughs> it's never cringe humor no. to be cringe humor. It's cringy because you're like Jesus. I've been I've been there, mm. and yeah. So I, I the chemistry between Julia Louis Dreyfus and Tobias Menzies is great. The rest of the cast it's small, but they all play their roles to perfection. And and this is just a beautiful, sweet, real film. And if you've been in any sort of long term relationship, even if it's just with family members. You will have an understanding of why feelings are hurt and why some people feel the way they do, even about stupid little things. So lovely, lovely, lovely. I, I'm just going to give my last. I'm just going to give my rating right here. This is a nine out of ten lamps. No, 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 not that lamp. No, not that one. Not. Okay, yeah, that lamp. Nine out of ten of those lamps. Yes, yes. <laughs> Kim, final thoughts. This is not the type of film that I would run to a theater normally to see, just because I feel like it's a film that you could also enjoy at home. There's no big action pieces. There's nothing super spectacular that you're looking at on film. You're really just watching a lot of really subtle comedy scenes with fairly normal people. So it's a lot of talking in in different rooms. Um, I think there's only one semi-action scene in the film, but it's played completely comedic, and it's in the weed shop. If you all know the scene I'm talking about, it got the loudest laugh in my theater. It did, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so between that and the potato salad scene, I was just rolling, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I think, my biggest criticism. I don't know if this necessarily needed to be a theater release film. I kind of think it could have been a maybe a three-episode miniseries on hbo no no and, we have enough of those been, no. and then we could have fleshed out the characters even more save film we want to save. we love cinema kim got too many. <laughs> I'm, I'm not as classy as you are frank i i want to watch two men punching each other in the face and cars exploding in theaters yeah kim i'm with you i'm with got you too many damn <laughs> limited series all right i i prefer watching films not movies first of all but no. frank i believe it's still my final thoughts <laughs> sorry go you can for it. you can go into your Ooh. rant later <laughs> Ooh, truth hurts so truth. as i was saying i think this would be a great <laughs> three episode miniseries on HBO because I think they could also maybe add even a little bit of raunchiness into it. It was so, it was giving me very much like I could fall asleep and I actually did check my clock a couple times during the film because of how slow it really was. It was definitely a slow burn and I don't know if it ever really caught fire for me so much as it did keep me entertained um, in some areas, some very specific scenes, but a lot of the scenes were like, oh, let me go freshen up my drink in the lobby because I'm just not getting anything. In particular, any of the scenes with the sister and her husband, because I I think the husband was probably the one casting choice in the film that I wasn't completely sold on. He didn't really bring 
a three-dimensional character to life for me in that role. And of course, it's probably because he had uh, probably the least amount of screen time. But still, I mean, they they didn't really give him much to do other than cry and be kind of pathetic, which I, I couldn't really relate to at all, especially for like a 45-year-old man or whatever he's supposed to be. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to give this, and again, it's not my type of film, but I did really, really enjoy a lot of parts. You know, maybe we follow, it's um, in an anthology, but the same director. You know, I'm I'm just seeing visions. I'm sorry, Frank. And again, coming from um, a person of color, it was it was nice to see you know how the how the Caucasians do it, what, what they're up to. So I'm gonna give this a a five out of ten leaf earrings that I don't want. <laughs> well, let's hear what Frank has to say. Frank, it is your turn in the session now. Go Thank ahead. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna keep this quick so Kim can go catch the new Transformers. <laughs> I was actually going to go see Fast 10 again This is Cinema. a safe space No judgment No judgment here, Frank Yeah, no, no uh, there, there's, there's no complaints for this, honestly I love that this This could have been played for laughs It could have been so slapsticky It could have been breaking out in a restaurant Sort of, you, you know what type of scene I'm talking about mm-hmm. You know, this could have been so cliche And it was It was very human It was very real And I hate to use the term relatable I'm not one of those people that needs to see themselves on screen. I'm I'm much more curious about other people's experiences, other people's perspectives. I know my own. I'm good. But <laughs> I think that there is something very, very I think specifically if you're a writer, you, you can't help but, you know, see the way that this movie taps into your vulnerabilities. Like I said before, how much you sort of define yourself by what you create, by what you put out into the world. This movie does it in such a tender way, in a hilarious way. I don't think I, I can't think of a scene where there wasn't a laugh you know some laughs are grander than others but each one hit home there's no false moment in here whatsoever we didn't really talk much about ONT who plays their son I really like what they did with his with his arc because I, in my family we were I was just like showered with praise and you know like, oh you're great you're great you're great and it's like no I I <laughs> fuck things up okay why can't you tell me that I fuck things up and instead of just like you know building me up yeah, this movie hits everything that it needs to, everything you, you want to do. It doesn't drag. For my money, it, it didn't it didn't drag. I mean it's ninety three minutes. It really can't drag at ninety three minutes. Really? Well, if you're really engaged with it, Kim, it won't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you no, Kim had a hard day that day. She was tired. She had they two videos. They couldn't blow she, up one she, car this whole she, film. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh no, it was uh yeah, this is one of the best of the year. This is really one of the best of the year. It's the kind of gem you really really hope to find and um i like that it's in the theaters i like that it's a communal experience i like that you know that i got to laugh next to kim watching it and on one side and my boyfriend on the other side who um this isn't really his cup of tea was laughing as well i'm glad it exists so i'm gonna give this 10 out of 10 i did not think of a rating so um i'm just gonna go 10 out of 10 pairs of socks <laughs> I feel like you've rated this movie with those socks before, but that's fine. That's fine. No, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I, it's 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 almost eight o'clock. I haven't had dinner yet. You yeah, get uh, what you get with me and, right now. <laughs> and actually, I, I am looking at the clock. Our session. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up here. We can pick this up again next review. You guys cool with that? Uh, I want my refund though. TC. Oh, okay. Just make your Kim. <laughs> I'll let you you work that out with Frank. Uh, but make your checks payable to to one of us. Dad. Yeah, you'll hear yeah, from my okay. lawyer. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> I'm so bad at this. 